Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. This is the Freddie and Harry podcast on ESPN Radio. Hey, greetings and salutations, brothers and sisters. Welcome to the best show on your radio. It is Freddie and Harry. Thank you very much. Got my man Chad Brown in for Harry Douglas today. I'm Freddie Coleman. appreciate you joining us, courtesy of Progressive Insurance on the ESPN app. Series X and Channel 80, and always tell that smart speaker to play ESPN radio. Before we get into what we're going to get into regarding Michigan football and the Futures game, before the show got started today, for those who don't know, Chad Brown played 15 years in the National Football League. He's also a reptileologist. He's had stores <laughs> in which he's owned reptiles. And we found out before his show today that you've actually sold reptiles to people who apparently have a lot of money. That one of the kind of reptiles that you had in the business of trading, selling, bartering, etc. Yeah, so the technical term is herpetology. Okay. So I would be a herpetologist. Okay, look at you. Uh, herps is a is a term used for uh-huh. amphibians and reptiles, so I'm a herpetologist. Okay. And I have bred those. I'm a herpetoculturist. I culture wow. herps. The, the big words, Gina. All right, with the big words, Chad. Yeah, so I'm bringing all the SAT words out on us right now. <laughs> and scrabble the words at least 45 points, but carry on. There we go. And so I think to, to your point there, uh, we were talking about the uh, most expensive or rarest reptile that I've had my hands on or sold or whatever, uh-huh. and I was explaining to uh, you guys, you and Shannon, our awesome producer, that I have sold an albino alligator and a black alligator. Which I've never heard of. <laughs> never have he- I've heard of black alligator. I- Seriously. I mean, I like the fact that alligators do have some soul, but carry on. <laughs> <laughs> it's a, just like albino... <laughs> Black. It's it's actually called melanistic. It's a okay. it's a color mutation where they're all black. Normally, alligators have a bit of a pattern to them. So, right. uh, I've got a friend who's also bought an albino alligator and a melanistic or black alligator. He called them salt and pepper. Of course, <laughs> it's your thing. Yes, there you go. Trade what you want to trade. <laughs> they got the gators hanging in the shade. Ow. <laughs> and this first albino alligator and black alligator, uh, I sent up to a wealthy collector in Alaska, of all places. You don't think about alligators and crocodiles in Alaska, but this guy's got a massive greenhouse. Apparently, he's a very wealthy oilman, and he's got like 17 different species of crocodilians at his giant greenhouse in Alaska. Man. (laughs) Chad Brown, man of the people and apparently man of the alligators when it comes Uh, to this. You know, uh, if people want the animals, I can certainly source them. And I've got the shipping company, my company, Ship Your Reptiles, that can get that animal to you, to your door by 1030 the next day, my man. He's better than FedEx when it absolutely, positively has to be there 
and make you fright when it comes to that. <laughs> as far as that, see, I knew Chad Brown was a man of the people. He wasn't just an NFL dude. He is a man that has a lot of world stuff going on. That was part of our pre-show meeting before we get everything started today on the Electric Circus, known as Freddie and Harry. Join us anytime you want. Reptiles are optional. Be a part of Freddie and Harry Nation or Dr Pepper call on the line at triple eight say ESPN eight 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 seven two nine three seven seven six. If you only see the face of our producer Shannon Penn right now, another reason why I want this show simulcast. ESPN Nation presented by Dr. Pepper. It's not college football season without the delicious taste of an ice cold Dr. Pepper. It is the one fans deserve. Maybe the crocodiles are circling around Michigan football. All part of the main thing, the main thing. 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 The main thing with Freddie and Harry. Well, we're in wait and see mode. We don't know what the Big Ten is going to decide. They were supposed to make a decision today on what kind of punishment by Michigan football and the sign-stealing scandal violating the sportsmanship policy when it comes to the Big Ten. We still don't know right now, Chad, what those penalties could be, what that penalty could be, if it's going to fall on Jim Harbaugh. Apparently, the reports are out there that if anything's going to happen, it's going to be at the feet of another suspension for the second time in one year regarding the Michigan head coach. But however... Heather Dennett, ESPN senior college football writer, says, well, wait a minute on that. Karini, I've learned that people should not assume that Jim Harbaugh is going to be suspended, though that's certainly a consideration. The Big Ten has run a gamut of possibilities, starting with a possible indefinite suspension, a two-year suspension, all the way to something as simple as a public reprimand. The other thing that you could possibly see is a fine of a million dollars or more, which would probably be rubber stamps so stay tuned that's what she said on get up chat i heard a lot of ifs regarding what kind of punishment could be for anything or anybody regarding this in michigan football i heard a lot of ifs there i heard a lot of ifs as well and i think when you are the ncaa or you're the big 10 and you saw that letter from michigan uh which was uh authored by a very high-priced legal firm from washington dc where they do all kind of mm-hmm. incredible legal things right. uh, you've got to be a little bit afraid and you've got to have a bit of caution with what you're going to do i think from a football fan and a football coach and football player perspective it, it feels like it's a like this is has something has to happen there has to be a punishment right but in this country there is due process mm-hmm. and people are innocent until proven guilty despite all the allegations that have come out there have been no definitive findings of anyone proven guilty does ryan walters the head coach of purdue say michigan's guilty sure ryan does i know ryan i, I knew mm-hmm. him when he was a player at the university of colorado i, I played with his dad mm-hmm. i got a lot of faith what ryan says but that's not a definitive label of proof doesn't quite meet that standard right so now we're in this bit of an odd situation where we all feel as if michigan certainly did something wrong Mm -hmm. and the season is ongoing and the Mm -hmm. clock is ticking Mm -hmm. so there's a lot of pressure on everybody here but uh like heather dennett said all i can come up with is a bunch of hypotheticals and and if thens like i'm writing a computer program (laughs) i'm I'm not sure what actually is going to happen here Anytime you have the word algorithms showing up, it's never, ever good unless you are a scientist or a mathematician. That's not the deal that's supposed to happen when it comes to this. But I will say this deal when it comes to Michigan, because to me, Tony Petiti, the Big Ten commissioner, was being bullied by people to say, you got to do something. You got to make this stick. You can't let Michigan get away with this. And Michigan said, we're going to play the bully, too. 
If we got to bring the law into this, then we're going to bully as well. If we got to start calling out people, one of my friends is Keith Irizarry, and Irizarry. He was here yesterday. He said, Michigan right now is at the end of the movie when it comes to New Jack City. And Nino Brown stood up and started, and Kareem Akbar, he's guilty. And you did it. And you did it. If I'm going down, I'm bringing other people down with us. That bullying tactic that got Tony Petiti in this situation that they want him to do something, Michigan decided to play the bully pulpit back on them saying, if we're going down, then we're bringing other people with us. Does not excuse that they're wrong because I'm with you. Something went on and Jim Harbaugh had to have known about it. He may not have orchestrated it. He may not have told them, but something was going on. There was some wrong there. It does not excuse the wrong. But Michigan's like, look, if we're wrong, then we're bringing everybody else with us who we know did the same kind of thing regarding us, regarding the Big Ten, regarding any kind of football game, they figure we're not going down alone if we're going down. I, I understand that from a strategic standpoint. You you want to get your teams that you're pointing at to suddenly pipe down mm-hmm. with their conversations with the commissioner and pipe right. down with their conversations to the NCAA because maybe if you play a little bit nicer, we won't put, throw you under the bus too. Mm-hmm. Um, this thing is ugly. This is yes. a, this is this – is this, was Michigan stealing signs? I feel pretty confident in that. And now it's just up to the definitive proof of all that. Mm-hmm. But along the way, to Michigan's point, which is ridiculous as it seems when you know a third grader gets in trouble and they point the finger at somebody else, you yeah. as a teacher, you have an obligation to go see what little Timmy did too. <laughs> so now the NCAA and the Big Ten's got to see what Ohio State and, and everyone else in the Big Ten has been doing. Right. Um, and so this is a, a bit of a an ugly stain on college football, and mm-hmm. I'm not exactly sure how college football emerges from this cleanly, looking good. Mm-hmm. Um, we know sign stealing is a part of all sports, um, so college football is certainly no different. The, the, the tales are epic of, of coaches and the links they'll go to get this kind of intel and information. I just don't – I'm not sure who comes out looking good in all of this. Who comes out looking clean in all of this? No doubt about that. It's definitely a stain on what's been a fantastic college football season in terms of play, in terms of players, in terms of storylines, everything else. Great stuff by Chad Brown and for Harry Douglas. Thanks for joining us here on Freddie and Harry on ESPN Radio. I'm Freddie Coleman. We'll throw this at you right now when it comes to Jim Harbaugh. We're going to play the Futures game involving his future at Michigan, how long that's going to be, and when he is. Not when – not if, but when he gets to the NFL – would you want Jim Harbaugh over your current ho- 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 take two over your current head coach of your NFL team? Triple eight say ESPN eight 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 seven two nine three seven seven six. If you don't like the coach of your NFL team, and Jim Harbaugh is out there, and we know he's been a proven winner, would you want that guy who's not going to be in Michigan next year to take over for your guy? As the current head coach of NFL team eight 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 seven two nine three seven seven six. As of right now. We still don't know any kind of penalty or suspension that may be coming down to Jim Harbaugh. But if you think the NCAA is going to investigate other people, Pete Thamel, ESPN Caldwell Insider, has this message for you. I think there's a distinct line of delineation between the Michigan allegations and then those allegations that emerged in the last 48 hours regarding multiple Big Ten schools. Uh, And it's fairly simple. Multiple sources told me today that the Big Ten has not received word from the NCAA about any other sign-stealing investigation that the NCAA is looking into other than the Michigan one. And at the heart of this matter is that the Michigan scheme, as it's been alleged and laid out in media reports, is a three-year-long, wide-ranging scheme based on multiple allegedly illicit activities. That is, 
in-person sign stealing of, at opponents' games and electronic signal stealing. The, as alleged to the multiple Big Ten schools, it, it's been more looked at within Big Ten and NCAA circles as coaches talking to each other on Sundays and asking what the other teams did. So uh, there's obviously been a lot made of it, Al. I don't think it will amount to any. I also firmly believe this when it comes to this, Chad. If this guy's name was not Jim Harbaugh Michigan football, it's not going to be as strenuous of an investigation or anything else. Jim Harbaugh is that polarizing guy when it comes to college football. There are plenty of coaches who do not like Jim Harbaugh as a person, and they do not like him as a head coach. And the fact that Michigan is a 9-0 and football team, and people are thinking, wait a minute, you got the athletes, you got the talent, you got this kind of team. Why would you engage in something like this? He has made it very easy for him to be a public whooping boy when it comes to coaches inside the Big Ten, coaches outside the Big Ten, and fans of college football chat, no matter who they support or where they live. Yeah, show me your uh, show me your friends, and I'll learn about you. Show me your enemies, and I'll know something about you as well. <laughs> and Harbaugh certainly has his enemy list, uh, not just in college football. Mm-hmm. He, he didn't make great friends when he was in the NFL mm-hmm. as, as well. When, when we threw out the question in, in the pre-show talking about uh, what NFL teams would fan bases uh, be in support of having Harbaugh as their coach? Right. You know, I'm running down the list. It's not a very long list because. I think a lot of NFL fans are dissatisfied with their coach mm-hmm. or see what kind of coach Harbaugh is. Um, but then I got to Seattle Seahawks. I'm like, no, Seahawks fans are going to hate him because his uh-huh. rivalry with Pete Carroll. Pete Carroll had yes. to ask him, man, hey, man, what's your deal? So- <laughs> <laughs> Remember the handshake with Jim Schwartz where he slapped him hard in the back and Jim Schwartz chased him down and say, what was going on with that? And Harbaugh's like, just a hard shake and a hard slap on the back. What's your problem? Yeah, that enemy list. Is quite extensive. Even in his own family. I'll never forget we had John Harbaugh, his brother, on, the Baltimore Ravens head coach. And I remember they got into it as a kid. He got sucker punched by his brother, Jim. And I said, well, what did your dad say? He said, my dad upbraided him, admonished him. I said, well, what was your brother's response? And his brother, who's younger than John, by the way, he said, well, he should have protected himself. <laughs> when they were kids in the Harbaugh household. And meanwhile, Jack Harbaugh's going, all right, fine. <laughs> All right, I got a quick story here. I'm uh-huh. at Disney World in in Florida, right? And um, I'm in, in waiting in line for one of the rides. Mm-hmm. And John and Jim are there with their families, right? And they bought like the the super fast pass where they don't wait in any line at all. They go mm-hmm. directly up to the front. Mm-hmm. So times are perfectly. When I get off the ride, they're on the next car after me. So we get off together. I go go. Hey, coaches, how you guys doing? They both recognize me. We're having a conversation. Jim starts telling John about when I knocked Jim's teeth out. Wow. He was a quarterback for the Colts, and I was a Pittsburgh Steeler. Okay. And the best part about it for me wasn't that Jim was telling his story. It was how much pleasure John took (laughs) in hearing that Jim got his teeth knocked out. Brotherly love be damned, huh? I thought it was awesome. Wow. So both the wives are rolling their eyes. And, you know, the kids, I'm sure, were all familiar with this kind of competitive level between the two brothers. Uh-huh. And I'm just standing there like, wow, he's taking pleasure in this. Mm-hmm. Yes. Something that happened 25 years ago. <laughs> he's experiencing joy that I knocked his brother's teeth out. He was living vicariously through you after what happened to him when they were both were youngsters. And his bro sucker punched him and said, well, he should have defended himself. Triple H say ESPN 888 you don't like your team's NFL head coach. Would you want Jim Harbaugh to take the place of that guy? Perry in California, what do you have to say, my friend? Thanks for taking my call, guys. Uh, Chicago Bears, and I would take him yesterday. <laughs> and one quick comment, 
you know, I've got grandkids and kids playing college football, uh-huh. and I don't know. There's a pizza slice, a hamburger, a hot dog, and ice cream signs on the sideline, and there's two groups of people that know what play is associated with those signs. The people on the field, the 11 guys, and the people that call the play. So to the NCAA or whoever is a, uh, uh, applying the violation, to what advantage did Michigan gain? Because who knows what play went with what mm-hmm. slice of pizza or a hot dog or whatever <laughs> the sign is being held up. And then how do you associate the penalty to what clear advantage Michigan may or may not have had? I'm sure they did something wrong. But to what advantage was it? Because if you ran the same, that piece of slice play may not be ran again all year. And nobody knows that except for the people on the field and on the people on the sideline. Chad, I'll defer to you on this one because I can get into it in terms of stuff I dealt with when I played college football. But you played in the NFL. You played big-time college football in Colorado. You can dive into that answer, what he had to say about what kind of competitive advantage did Michigan gain, even though they clearly, in our opinion, broke the rules regarding sign stealing. I think there is a definite advantage that even if you can't dial in the exact play as a defender, if I know it's run or pass, if I get to get that part of it down, mm-hmm. I don't have to fall, fall for a play action fake. As a pass rusher, I can pin my ears back and get after the quarterback. As a secondary guy, my eyes aren't in the backfield anymore looking for run. I'm expecting a pass. It, even just that simple tip off mm-hmm. is going to be enough to give you a slight advantage over the offense. Okay. So, yeah, I push back on, on Perry's notion that somehow how this is negligible and doesn't really end up a part of your winning. It is a huge thing. And it's the, the information that can be gleaned from stealing signals, particularly if you've got someone as organized and as detailed as the Michigan scheme seem to have been, this would be a tremendous help to you on both sides of the ball. Even at breakneck speed where you're basically trained don't fall for the okie doke know your assignment, play your keys. Even at breakneck speed in college football and the National Football League now, but things happen a lot faster than ever before. That's still that kind of advantage when that's taking away maybe your focus, what your job is supposed to be in that moment, in that play, in that game. If you're playing a team like Michigan, who you may believe is doing that, has stolen signs to try to get that kind of competitive advantage because I really want to know that as far as that goes, Chad. Oh, absolutely. Even even within all that, like I said, if I could just get the runner pass, or maybe this team has a couple special plays, and we figured out what their signal for reverse or, or, mm-hmm. or jet sweep is. And so I can automatically know, oh, I'm an edge defender. i got to look out for reverse or, or sweep here. Even if it's not accurate every single time, okay. if, you, if you have me aware of when that play could possibly be coming, and I'm not going to fall for the play action fake and run after the, you know, run after the dive and it's a sweep around me, right. then that gives me an advantage. And when you have the type of talent that Michigan has, and as well coached as they are, you still got to go through your practice week and coach your players up and watch tape. But if you can get – how many times has games come down to four or five critical plays? Almost every game comes down to four or five critical plays. Even games that end up being blowouts, there are four or five critical plays that set up the blowout. So you can gain advantage and you can take away or minimize those three or four or five plays and have an understanding of what your opponent's doing. Mm-hmm. That is a tremendous upper hand that you gain there. Buck in Mississippi, better known as M.I. Cricket Letter, Cricket Letter I, Cricket Letter, Cricket Letter I, Humpback, Humpback I. What do you got to say about Jim Harbaugh, sign stealing in Michigan at 888-729-3776 with Freddie Coleman and Chad Brown and Freddie and Harry, my friend. All right, thank y'all for, uh, uh, for letting me take the call. Man, look, Jim Harbaugh in the vacuum, man, they guilty. You don't buy no man no $450,000 house. He go to court saying he the coach. He's been cheating for two years. 
stand on other people's sideline. Jim Harbaugh wouldn't shouldn't be able to go to a peewee football game, man. He he, he works in a peewee rose, dude. Come on, man. And they, I wouldn't I wouldn't let this, this dude coach my uh, favorite NFL team. Come on, man. He's guilty. No nobody. This this is like the worst cheating scandal ever. Dude. Come on now. You know when somebody starts a conversation with you know, look at here. You know it's about to be good. <laughs> no one has ever disappointed me, Chad. When they start their conversation, man, look, or woman, look, or child, please. Anytime any of those things start a sentence, um, I know it's going to be juicy. Here's the deal with that. Jim Harbaugh has been a proven winner. He's a proven winner at Stanford, proven winner in the NFL, proven winner at Michigan. What do they like in the National Football League? They like winners. They try to win with them. They want to do it. Can do it. Got to have them. They want winners. And that's where Jim Harbaugh is always going to come in. Whatever sign-stealing scandal has gone on to bring some memory to your memory, Pete Carroll's able to get ahead of the posse when they came after USC and to the Seattle Seahawks job. Why? Because they know he could win, and he's proven to be a winner. You may not like Jim Harbaugh, but NFL owners said we know they love three things, money, power, and winning. And that is something that no matter what you think about Jim Harbaugh, that he brings to the table. Yeah. It's, it, as long as Jim Harbaugh or any potential coach from college football who has some college football scandal, as long as he didn't kill somebody, there's going to be an NFL team absolutely interested in this. So Harbaugh is certainly on NFL teams' radars. And I imagine there are folks who are having conversations right now for some of these fan bases who are very disappointed uh, with their coaching staff currently mm-hmm. so when's Harbaugh going to be released can when can we get our our agent to talk to his agent how do we <laughs> secretly fly up there and have some meeting at a courtyard Marriott 10 yards <laughs> 10 miles away from the stadium we've all heard the all these things before so we know this is going to happen so I hear you Buck and I love Buck when he said his line and then yeah. at the end of every line was come on now uh, exactly when, come when, on when now you know what I'm saying yeah then somebody says come on now they want you to believe what they believe. Not saying we don't, but just bringing perspective come when it comes now. to that. Come on now. Jim Harbaugh, come on now. Would you want that guy to take over your NFL team if you don't like your team's current head coach? Keep weighing in at 888 888-729-3776. Be a part of that. Come on now. 888-729-3776. Would you take Jim Harbaugh? He ain't going to be the Michigan coach next year. He's going to be available. Would you want him to take over your NFL team's head coach? 888-729-3776. Your calls are next. Chad Brown in for Harry Douglas. I'm Freddie Coleman. Appreciate you joining us on Freddie and Harry. And this is ESPN Radio. The Freddie and Harry Podcast. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any 8-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number 8, S-A-V-E. Go to JetsPizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature 8-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number 8, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be.
Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. My man Chad Brown in for Harry Douglas. Join me, Freddie Coleman on Freddie and Harry. Thanks for joining the Electric Circus presented by Progressive Insurance on the ESPN app, Sirius XM Channel 80. And always tell that snot speaker to play ESPN radio. We continue to take your calls in three minutes. You don't like your team's NFL head coach. Would you take Jim Harbaugh to get that guy out and get him in? We'll have a chance. Listen, we have to say it. 888-729-3776. That's triple eight say ESPN. And Shannon Penn, Chad, our producer, brought this up. With this whole Michigan science student scandal and the coaches, athletic directors, they don't want to punish him until after the end of the year. They want him either suspended or blood taken, limbs taken off his body. They wanted that yesterday when it comes to Michigan football. How much of this is because of the personality that he is? Because I don't expect that if the person's name was Ryan Day, the coach of Ohio State, that it would be as strong wanting a punishment yesterday instead of waiting to a due process when it comes to this Michigan football and this scandal. Yeah, I think there's something to be said for the, the hardball hate that's, that's driving this. And he certainly is a divisive figure in football. So I'm not surprised that there's hate. I'm not surprised that – that is getting lumped into this conversation. I, I think from the allegations, you know, I think most football people feel like, okay, not only does a lot of people steal signs, but you guys went way mm-hmm. above and beyond what mm-hmm. I've, would be an acceptable level of all this. But the fact that it's a guy like Harbaugh who's already been suspended already this year exactly. and has had controversy follow him at every stop along the way, that it's easier to, to go, yes, without a doubt, that dude is guilty, and that dude needs to be punished, and he is not given the benefit of the doubt. Uh, I can think of some coaches in college football who would certainly be given that benefit. He's mm. clearly not getting that, mm. but it's not because we're making stuff up. Exactly. These are all things that you've done. So when right. you, you know, again, I got to pull out the Maya Angelou. When you show us who you are, <laughs> and what, you know, we're supposed to believe you the first time, according to Maya Angelou, but at some point, we've got to look at your track record and say that doesn't necessarily mean you're 100% guilty this time. Right. But it makes it overwhelmingly mm-hmm. seem like it's going to be the case, my friend. Yeah, it, the, the worst part about this to me is that a, a program like Michigan decided, you know what? It's not good that we're starting to get these four and five star players. We really have to go into complete Navy SEAL mode to get that kind of advantage against the Purdue's, the Indiana's, the Illinois's, the Northwestern's of the world. I'm not saying I condone it, but against Ohio State, your main rival, I get it. Not condoning it, not saying it's okay, but I get it. But to just go to this kind of course, down that path, to get that kind of advantage on teams that you could be able to beat blindfold and throwing the football backwards, that's the part that bothers me the most about this wrong, this, these allegations regarding Michigan. But yet, when it's all said and done, when Jim Harbaugh's not the head coach of Michigan next year and in the NFL, we can look back and say he did it and the NFL didn't care because they showed that they know that he can win. 888-729-3776. Would you take Jim Harbaugh over your current head coach of your NFL team? Jesse in New Mexico, what say you? 
Hey, guys, first off, love the show. I get to listen to you every day. Uh, Appreciate you. Born in Fort Worth in 83, so when I was 10, the Cowboys were rocking it. Uh, How old are you now, Jesse? Let's bring Jim in. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm turning 40 here in about a month. Okay. okay. Happy early but birthday, think, by the way. Oh, yeah, I appreciate it. December 9th. But Jim Harbaugh is not a yes man, so it'll never happen because right. Jerry won't hire him. Yep. But a two-part thing. I want Jim Harbaugh, and I want to steal Mike Cannonball from ESPN as a GM. And, Jerry, just we love you. Just step back and let Mike and Jim win us another Super Bowl. <laughs> I like the fact that he's not only firing the head coach, but firing the GM when it comes to Stephen Jones and Jerry Jones when it comes to that. And he's, he said something that is spot on. Jerry Jones, the last thing he wants is somebody that can take the star off his helmet. Right. He wants to be the main star. Everybody knows about Dak Prescott, but they know about Jerry Jones more. He has literally run off two Hall of Fame coaches because his ego got in the way. Jimmy Johnson the first time around and Bill Parcells the second time around when he chose Terrell Owens over him. A guy like Jim Harbaugh that knows exactly how to coach football and get the best out of players, that's not somebody, Chad, that Jerry Jones wants in his orbit taking away the part of the universe that he loves to call his own down in Dallas. It, it, it's, it still hurts me to my football core that they're mm-hmm. in the ultimate winning business where everyone talks about winning. Owners, coaches, players, everyone talks about winning. There's a guy like Jerry Jones who has created – tremendous amount of money for this league has raised league revenues every owner in the league should be grateful that jerry jones owns a football team but dallas cowboy fans should also have a bit of a side eye for jerry jones Mm -hmm. because so often he is the detriment to them winning football games which is this whole thing is supposed to be about I, i i again i understand you boosted franchise values you've raised league revenue you've popularized the sport you've grown the sport all that is amazing but aren't you? Don't you have an obligation mm-hmm. to do everything you can as an owner to mm-hmm. help your team win? Mm-hmm. And when you are the main detriment to that, don't you have an obligation to step back? Mm-hmm. And to Jesse's point, mm-hmm. Jerry Jones is never going to do that. Yeah, because he wants to prove that we can win this way. He's been trying to prove that for 27 years since the last time he won a Super Bowl in 1996. Travis in Baltimore, would you take Jim Harbaugh over your current NFL head coach of your team? Yes, sir. First of all, Mr. Freddie, I uh, love your show, man. Long time listener, first time caller. Appreciate Always you. love your professional articulate uh, opinions. Uh, I would definitely take him uh, here with the with the Washington Commanders to get Riverboat Ron out of here, and we'd take Jim Cheat at any calls, hardball in a minute, um, turn our program around and get us to, to a winning ways. I think his players always respect him and play hard for him, and I think that's something we need here. Uh, in the nation's capital. Put it this way. Jim Harbaugh showed with the San Francisco 49ers. Not only could he win, but even when players couldn't stand him, they still went out and played hard for him with the San Francisco 49ers. And the 49ers thought, we got to get this guy out of our organization. It took five or six different coaches before they found the guy to replace Jim Harbaugh and be a winning program again when it comes to Kyle Shanahan, the head coach, and John Lynch, the general manager. There are plenty unlikable things about Jim Harbaugh. I get it. I understand that. But there's a guy that you play for named Bill Belichick. There are a lot of unlikable things about him. And people said, if that guy became available, I want that guy to coach my football team when he had that reign for 20 years with the New England Patriots. Yeah, a coach's job is not to be liked. It is to be respected by the people who he works with. And, and both those guys, I think, garner a lot of respect. 
not because of some kind of magic personality trait, but because they put in the work. Yeah. When I was a, when I was a New England Patriot, you know, we had a key card. So you you had to put, you put your key card in to go in and out of the building, which gave you access 24 hours a day. Right. And as a veteran player, I was there early in the morning. Sometimes I was there late at night. On my off day, I, I could go in at 8 p.m. on my off day just to get in the hot tub or cold tub, try to make my old legs feel good. Mm-hmm. I was <laughs> I was a Patriot for two and a half years. There was one time, one single time, when I went to that facility and all the different hours and all the different days when Bill's car wasn't there. Wow. By the time I left an hour later, his car was there. So maybe he ran out of gum. Maybe he went to go get some breath mints. I don't know where he went, <laughs> but by the time I left, he was back. So that speaks to the work ethic that both Harbaugh and Belichick have where, yes, you may not love these guys from a personality point. It may be difficult to work with or to play under, but you respect the work that they put in and the desire to win football games. You're not saying Bill Belichick had bad breath, did you? Uh- <laughs> That was probably a poor example. <laughs> Bill's breath typically smelled like coffee. So. <laughs> okay, I just wanted to make sure. Right. <laughs> Certain things I want to find out about people. I figured you had the door jar a little bit. A question had to be asked. Fair question, as far as that goes. Fair question. Just a dad and husband on Twitter, Coleman ESP and a Chad Brown 94. Says, as a Browns fan, absolutely. Genie me, Jim Harbaugh. One of the many reasons is I know I'm third and one. Harbaugh is not going to go five wide with a backup quarterback when he took on the Seattle Seahawks. <laughs> Coaching decisions being taken right? apart. He's not lying, by the way. No, he's not. It's a, it was a terrible coaching decision, and Harbaugh is not going to do that. Yeah, no doubt about that. He's Chad Brown in for Harry Douglas and Freddie Coleman on Freddie and Harry on ESPN Radio. One more quick one from Billy in Houston. Billy, thanks for calling us at 888-729-3776. Billy, would you take Jim Harbaugh as of right now the Michigan head coach over your team's NFL as a current head coach? Yeah, I don't really have a team, but yeah, Freddie, you know I would take Harbaugh. And you know what I'm getting so sick of? All these people crying about he was cheating and this or whatever because he was stealing signs. Hey, don't they have something called a scout team in the pros and in college? What's a scout team? A scout team is somebody that goes out, looks at other teams, looks at other players, looks at other call signs, and tries to pick up everything they can to get an advantage. Everybody else's problem is, his advantage caused him to win, so now everybody crying the blues. Get a better scout team so that you can beat Harbaugh, and that way it'll be even Steven. But, yeah, I take him over about 50% of these old sorry coaches that they recycle every single year. Of course I would. Billy in Houston calling people sorry. I love it. <laughs> so did I. He talks about with scout team. For those who don't know, those are guys doing a week of practice, that they're doing the other team's plays you be able to scout on film so you can get that kind of look. This is beyond the pale, what Jim Harbaugh did. But I understand how Billy can try to make that correlation with scout team, sign stealing, scouting, the whole nine, the whole shebang and bang. You are allowed to send scouts out and watch your opponent play, but they can't record the sidelines. They can't record the signals. They can't record the the, the process on the sidelines. So yes, every team sends out advanced scouts mm-hmm. to watch it, and that advanced scout then gives the coaching staff all his notes the week before you play that particular team. You know, who is who is signaling things in? Right. Do the signals come in slow? Do they come in late? Do the signals go in fast? So they take notes on all these things. And, in fact, Bill Belichick's dad wrote the 
the scouting manual mm-hmm. that most advanced scouts still use to this day when he was scouting for Army football right. way back in the day. So this has been a part of football for over 50, 60 years, but the fact that the Michigan went as far as they did as electronically recording things, mm-hmm. showing up on opponent sidelines, that's where the issue starts. Yeah, maybe this will single-handedly bring back the huddle to college football. <laughs> because to prevent all those things happening. Correct. If you don't want to put headsets in the helmets because the NCAA and coaches seem to be steadfast against that in terms of majority, maybe this could single-handedly bring back the huddle to college football. This way, these kind of things can be avoided if somebody decides to go that zero-dark-30 route that Michigan allegedly did when it comes to stealing signs and gaining that advantage. Keep weighing in at 888-729-3776. Would you take Jim Harbaugh over your NFL team's current head coach? You can hit us on Twitter anytime you want. Chad's handle, Chad Brown 94, my handle at Coleman ESPN. Chad Brown there for Harry Douglas. Joining me, Freddie Coleman on Freddie and Harry. We switch gears to the NBA. And the Los Angeles Lakers should have known better when it came to Anthony Davis, just like the Philadelphia 76ers did when it came to James Harden. We'll talk about that next on ESPN Radio and the ESPN app. The Freddie and Harry Podcast. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. And I guess it's never too early in Lakerland to think about coming together when you had a bad start to the season. Chad Brown in for Harry Douglas and Freddie Coleman. Thanks for joining us on Freddie and Harry on Sirius XM Channel 80. And I always tell you a smart speaker to play ESPN Radio. Boy, they got the blood beaten out of them to the Houston Rockets last night. The team I'm talking about, the Los Angeles Lakers, 128-94. to LeBron, what? I mean, we can't build cohesion if we don't have all our, our unit. That's something we just we very depleted in the injury side. So we just couldn't get in the rhythm offensively, and they were shooting the ball extremely well. As these injuries have occurred over the first couple weeks, how can you continue the team build in a positive direction? Just show up to work, and uh, we got a goal, and that's our goal is to go out and win. Okay, that's the goal, but right now, especially last night, it didn't happen. Now, four players are out, including Anthony Davis, when it comes to a hip injury that he suffered the game before. It didn't take long, Chad, for worry to set in, but this is what happens when you decide to say, we need Anthony Davis to be that guy so LeBron does not have a lot on his plate. Some people are built for that mentally and physically. In my opinion, Anthony Davis is not built for that mentally and physically, no matter how much LeBron and that organization tried to speak that into truth and into existence. It's too bad. It's too bad because I, I think we would all love for Anthony Davis to step. I don't think it's a, mm-hmm. a. We were just talking about Harbaugh and all the haters out there. From there's no Anthony Davis haters just off the jump. They hate the way he plays. They hate the way he disappoints them. Right. But they don't like hate the dude. Right. I think we all want him to be successful. When he came into the league, you know the whole brow thing that was all cool, and I thought this guy was going to be an all time great. Mm-hmm. And then now he's an all time tease at this point. Okay. Even somebody who's been around basketball as long as LeBron James 
lobbied for him to be a part of the Lakers, wanted him to be a part of what he was doing out there based on what he saw, potential, and how mm-hmm. he thought Anthony Davis could help him. Right. And so LeBron's GM moves now once again have hurt another franchise, mm-hmm. and LeBron's been wrong again. I've yet to see one of these LeBron moves work out. Once again, he's miscalculated on who he thought could be his number two. Mm-hmm. Anthony Davis is not that guy to take over on one of those nights when LeBron's out, or LeBron's only going to be able to play limited minutes. Anthony Davis is not going to be the guy who's going to be able to lead you consistently game in and game out. He may have a spark game or two, right. but not enough to where you can hit your wagon to it. And, and, and to your point, I hate that when it comes to Anthony Davis. Definitely a likable dude, a, go, a guy who I love watch playing all the time when Anthony Davis. When he is right as rain, yep. he, can be, he is unguardable in the NBA when it comes to that. But that availability is something that has not been a part of his DNA, especially after the bubble-less experience where the Lakers won that championship, and now he has to do it again and try to do it again and reduce that kind of pressure in LeBron James. He's not a bad guy in the locker room, based on what I've read and what I've heard. He's not a bad guy on the court, based on what I've seen. We're not talking about James Harden here when right. it comes to the Lakers, because the Lakers are disappointed by the slow start and Anthony Davis being unavailable again. The 76ers, man, it's like recess now. Watching them play, no more James Harden. Joel Embiid, he's feeling frisky as well. No one has a knee on this team. Um, you know, we, we got new guys. You know, we took them in. Um, you know, we got them up to speed. Um, and, um, you know, I think, guys, um, the fact that guys want to, you know, play with each other and, you know, they like being around each other, I think he helps a lot too. No one has an ego on this team. And guys like being around each other and being on the same court with each other. It reminds me of that song from that old comic, uh, that old um, comedian line. Happy, happy, joy, joy. Happy, happy, joy, joy. <laughs> That's the 76ers right now because unlike the Lakers, the 76ers tried it and said forget it. The Lakers are still trying to figure out if Anthony Davis can be the guy to be available because they want this team to be his when LeBron James's greatness finally runs its course, if that ever happens with the Los Angeles Lakers. The the basics, the very basics of being a professional athlete is being consistently available. Mm-hmm. Last season, Anthony Davis, 56 games. Season before that, 40 games. Season before that, 36 games. Season before that, 62. Season before that, 56. So he's not a guy who, who's a night-in, night-out kind of guy. Mm-hmm. And now, missing last game with the hip, the injuries tend to stack up on this guy. He misses time. So no matter how great you are, right. I still need you to be available. Mm-hmm. And, again, I, I'm always of the mindset, I'll take a guy who's a seven but shows up every day and gives me his seven all the time versus a guy who's a nine or a ten but sometimes it's a two because he ain't got it, doesn't want it, or also just flat out not available to me at all. A nine sitting on the bench doesn't do anything for you. Right. Give me a seven on the court. Me as a coach, I'll dial up some ways you can be successful. And I saw two nine and ten guys last night when it comes to Nikola Jokic of Denver and Steph Curry Golden State, and they're usually always available. Jokic has scratches all over his arms. I guarantee he's playing the next game. Steph Curry gets knocked down, had a couple of scratches. I guarantee he's playing the next game. Lakers fans will live for one quarter of that when it comes to a guy that talented. When it comes to Anthony Davis, whose availability is always a question. And FOS Friend of the Show will give you hopefully a reason to watch tonight's little game between the Bears and Panthers. That's next on Freddie and Harry. Thanks for listening to the Freddie and Harry podcast on ESPN Radio. 
You can also listen to Freddie and Harry live weekdays from 3 to 7 Eastern on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, and on Sirius XM Channel 80. You can also watch and listen on the ESPN app, the Freddie and Harry podcast.